Welcome back to the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A podcast. I am your host, Jamie Neugebauer, joined very gladly by the head coach and general manager of the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A. It is Phil Roy. Phil, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jamie. There you go. I got I got your name correctly that time, and so I'm allowed to continue. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Uh, well, first of all, I got to ask you. I, I know again. I know for the the video for the training camp, uh, I did ask you about this, but um, you know, sometimes the podcast audience is a little bit different. You know, you are somebody that has a lot of experience as a recruiter and as a coach. And uh, this summer, you had the opportunity, you know, to to recruit to actually you know bring in the type of people. That type of players that you know that you really really wanted to kind of sculpt this uh, this program uh, you know you know how good of a job do you feel like you did well right now we're undefeated in regular season <laughs> so I feel great Jamie um, but no to your point I, I've been able to assess what we had this past season and, and what was leaving and um, the areas that we needed to improve on and um, it, it started on 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 the bench on the coaching staff and uh we're having uh travis and, and jared back this year and then we're able to hire brett pilkington who's got a extensive uh, resume as a player um and uh as a coach as well and he's got uh, a background where he's got some professional experience off hockey away from hockey and um which will be uh immense with our players and and their development and then after that um you know we've got 11 players back and then uh, i went out and and um recruited um players that i felt would help us this year and and uh help us in areas that we need improvement yeah absolutely and i think that's you know definitely bore out uh you know through the the preseason uh that is um, I guess complete, and, and you know, obviously, you, you end the preseason with a win and, and two defeats. But uh, you know, obviously, I, I, I'm guessing you're looking more at the process. You're looking at individuals more than the results. But uh, I guess, how would you assess the preseason? Well, our first game was uh, considered a young guns game, uh, so we we looked at some of our draft picks, uh, some of the guys that are attending Notre Dame. Um, as as other Bantam or Midgets and uh, see where they are in their development. Um, and then uh, the next two games against Weyburn um, kind of put different guys in, in the lineup, uh, new guys and, and returning players, and uh, kind of figure out what we had for Melting Pot and uh, some of the players that uh, where would they fit and start really looking more looking at, at – um, uh, our core guys and looking at what our 25-man roster would look like than uh, than wins or losses or systematic uh, situations. So that uh, those three games and, and um, the week-long camp uh, gave us opportunities to do that with inter-squad games and practices. Um, so it, it gave us a good idea of what we're dealing with and uh, and, and some of the areas that we've improved on. Yeah, absolutely. So talking about you know the the areas that you improved on. Uh, you know uh, the the Ford Corps. Obviously, you know there, you had some some guys who were uh, you know who were ready to go, who were who were sort of dominant last year. You talk about you know obviously not leaving anybody out on purpose, but you know you, you think about Marshall Wilton, you think about Jacob Bro, and you know Jared Penner had a great year. You kind of go down the list, but you know this year it seems like uh, it's a group that uh, has some seasoning, has some pieces in here. What what kind of excites you about this Ford Corps? Well, first and foremost, like I mentioned, the, uh, the 11 guys back, uh, where I believe last year we only had three or four guys back, and one of them was uh, a, a goaltender. Um, so that that's a huge piece as far as what our culture and our team identity. Um, right now, uh, in practices, we're, we're uh, light years away where we were in, in our 
uh, systems and understanding what uh, what is a Hound Junior A is all about. And obviously, you got to start from the back end. We've got our, our starter back with uh, uh, Riley Kohonik, and um, we've got uh, four defensemen that uh, were here last year that, that are returning. Um, and then up front, guys like Jared Hamm, uh, Jared Penner, uh, Shota Kai, um, Cole Stevenson, uh, Quartak, also known as Q, all coming back as well. Weeby, who, uh, who's probably the, uh, the, the, the camp player. Uh, he was first one in the locker room, in our junior A locker room. He had a phenomenal offseason. Uh, he's in great shape, looks great. And uh, so I expect a, a big season for him. So we've got some core guys coming back that will play important minutes for us. And then, and then the the name of the game after that was to surround them with uh, good players that um, other played at other junior A programs or, or guys that, that are coming up, moving up from the rank, and and making sure that we address what uh, we need to address to, to have a good season this uh, this year. Yeah, was there a kind of um, you know like a target philosophy or? Uh, you know, a, a certain type of player that you were looking for, or were you just kind of trying to cast a wide net, get as many good players as you can? Well, obviously, I, like everybody else, I've watched the NHL and, and was surprised by uh, St. Louis uh, winning the Stanley Cup, but very happy for them and, and one of our own here at Notre Dame. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I saw obviously what everybody else has seen that the, uh, uh, the size of, of their team and the fact they can skate and make plays and, and uh, in the long run. Uh, you get pretty much you get pretty beat up physically so um, so I've decided that uh, for this season I would recruit a little bit this off season a little bit like uh, um, St. Louis did and then uh, and then I also wanted some specific type of defenseman um, so that was kind of the mindset the blueprint where I went off and and uh, was able to get uh, these new players yeah you mentioned the St. Louis Blues obviously some big big boys uh, just you you walk around kind of varsity hall for those that don't know out there where the where everybody eats are here on campus and you see guys you know like uh, Bryce Fetzer guys like Jace Nickback like Braden Iwaschuk you know like Nolan Corrado you kind of go down the list and there's just a bunch of uh, monsters uh, out there I asked Bryce Fetzer uh, a couple of days ago you know why he picked hockey over basketball because he probably could be a pretty decent basketball player based on his build but uh, definitely that seems like it's uh, something that's come along here that you know, there's there's not this team isn't going to be pushed around uh, uh, pushed around at all. So it, it should be uh, it should be definitely pretty interesting. But uh, kind of switching gears, that you did mention, you know, starting to build from the back end, and obviously you were a defenseman, sort of a mobile, uh, you know, guy guy who tried to j- jump into the rush and score goals, play well in your own end too. But um, you know, be a mobile kind of defenseman. Uh, you know, it seems like that was pretty important. Uh, to you in, in building this decor and that they could skate uh, you know how accurate is that and and again was it a thing where you were aiming you know taking aim with a specific type of defenseman that you were trying to bring in and, and sort of maintain or were you just trying to get as, as the best guys possible well we've got uh we're very lucky and, and unique in the same uh in the same sense that we have an olympic size sheet here um so I, I've made that decision that uh, we, we needed some mobility, and, and then it was a question of, are we going to be mobile up front or are we going to be mobile on the back end? And uh, so that was the direction I took. And 
Um, obviously, it's it's uh, hockey sense is very important and, and mobility skating. Um, but this is uh, the SJ is a is an older league. It's it's a big it's a big tough physical league. Uh, so you got to be able to uh, um, physically be strong enough to survive not just the regular season but the playoffs as well. Uh, so those are all the things that uh, I've assessed throughout the year. And once the season was over, I've, I've uh, really kind of put a plan in place and, and went out and, and recruited that uh, specific players that would fit within our our, uh, our needs and, and obviously you, you need you need goal scorers you need playmakers you need to you need to put the puck back in the net so those were all the things I kind of put together in place and and uh, went out and I thought I, I uh, we did a, a fairly good job to recruit and obviously Brett played a, a big part in this to, to to recruit not only the the type of players that we want but also the players with the right mind frame the right culture the right identity um, to be hounds and, and live on campus here yeah, no doubt. And you, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, again, this this blue, this blue line, and again, it's something that you have, you know, you're, you're able to coach sort of all the positions, of course. But uh, uh, you know, it seems like there was just such tremendous growth um, of all those guys, especially those, you know, those blue liners you're talking about, Kyle Robinson and and Hardy Wagner and Joe Santa Lucia um, and uh, and and um, Laner and uh, Hardy and and yeah, and just obviously I'm not missing out anybody on purpose. But uh, you know, how how proud are you of those guys? And just in terms of you know where where you kind of got them, and obviously no disrespect to anybody who came before them because obviously they were built, you know, great families, great job coaching before too. But you know, how much of a smile does it put on your face? I guess to see how good, how well they've come into camp and and, and are kind of ready to go. Well, this is uh, this is our level. Um, you know, I, I view my job as as a development. You know, this is we have to develop these young men, not just on the ice, but also off the ice. They all have goals. They want to uh, reach the. You know, obviously, most players want to reach the NHL. Uh, they're going to uh, the dub or, or um, a major junior, um, or going to the college route and then playing pro or CIS. So uh, that's uh, that's how I view our, our responsibilities here as as coaches is to develop these young men um obviously we spend three to four hours with them uh a little bit more acts towards the on ice portion of it uh, but that's that's why i'm here it's about development it's about making sure that they reach their goals and um unfortunately sometimes when um, you want to reach your goal it's 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 not comfortable it's not warm uh it's not like when you're pressing that snooze button in the morning and you just roll over an extra 10 minutes uh usually that's not a lot of growth going on there but uh so it, it's all that that's I, I, how i view my job here is i, I got to develop those players and um and and sometimes uh you get you know some guys get it quicker some guys it takes a little longer sometimes there's a retention um but it, it's all about being that patient and development and giving them opportunities to to learn from their mistakes yeah no doubt uh, and then you know last position obviously is one that um you know you you i would imagine you feel coming into this year is is one that you you know you can breathe a little bit easier maybe than you did coming into the year last year. Not because you know to say anything against Andrew Henderson or, or Riley Kahanek, but you've seen Riley Kahanek play quite a lot, and obviously you've seen you know Ruben or Cody or whoever it is that is going to play behind him a whole bunch. Um, you know how much do you kind of breathe easier? Do you sleep better? I guess starting the year knowing you know what you have kind of in a game in game out with a goalie. 
Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that uh, I sleep better. It's more um, that uh, that I've, I've kind of know some of these players. I'm in a different place as a coach for sure. We're not uh, trying to sell our house in upstate New York. We're not moving yeah. in. Um, we're not trying to find new schools for our kids. So uh, it's it's more of a mindset. I've been here now. I know how things are going. I also know a lot more about this league. So I feel comfortable in that sense. Um, but the, the the job itself and, and the process and the equation is the same. We've got to we've got to develop our players, and um, you know, with with uh, the goaltenders that we had last year, it's the same thing this year. We've got to develop those players, and um, I, I just I would probably say the difference between this year and last year on a personal level is I've been here for a year. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, just uh, again to, to shift away, I just want to ask you. Uh, you know, a couple questions about, uh, about, you know, yourself and, um, you know, obviously, uh, you, you played professional hockey, um, yourself, you played college hockey. Uh, uh yeah, I, I guess sort of from when you started coaching to now, uh, you know, first of all, what kind of, how did you know for sure that you wanted to be a coach? And I guess the second part of that is, is, I guess, what have you learned, uh, in, in some ways as best as you can since then? Well, when I retired uh, 15 years ago, I wasn't ready to to get in a, a real job, if you will, Jamie. <laughs> um, uh, clearly, I didn't like money because, um, you know, in this business, you got to start uh, somewhere, and usually you don't start at, uh, at the NHL level uh, making millions of dollars as an assistant coach. So, um, you know, it, it's been a great journey. But for me, I, I, I knew after playing that I wanted to stay in hockey. Um, I didn't know exactly at what level, but uh, I made that decision that's, uh, uh, that I liked the, the development aspect. I liked the, the coaching aspect. And I'll be honest with you, when I first started as an assistant coach, I had no idea what an assistant coach was. I thought you'd come in in the morning, grab a little coffee, watch uh, highlights from TSN, you maybe get a little workout, break down a little bit of video, and then off you go on the ice. And um, next thing you know, you're clocking 12, 14, 15-hour days and, um, you know, eating bad food in the car. And, and uh, uh, But I loved it. You know, I loved it. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough. I, I found a, a beautiful wife and, and uh, you know, a great family, uh, three kids that, that understand that this is my passion and this is what I do and this is my job. Um, so, you know, I, I knew I knew when I retired that uh, I wanted to do this. And then, um, you know, obviously you change as coaches, you, you know, the experience that I've gained from uh, some of the great coaches I had as head coaches. And, and, and you steal from them and uh, you learn from them. And, um, and then, you know, I was fortunate enough this year I had to do my HP1 with Hockey Canada. So get to hang out with Dave King for two days um, and, and learn from some of the Hockey Canada and, and some of the pro coaches and CIS and WHL coaches. Coaches, um, so those are all things along the line that along the way that that you grab and and kind of defines you as a coach and, and gives you the experience to 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 deal when there's murky waters when when uh, it's brewing a little bit what uh, what to press and when to hold back and um, but uh, you know it's to get to know your guys that's the the, the bottom line is is you recruit good people um, and then you're able to do a lot uh, with them. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, just last question, because I know you got uh, lots to do, and I really, really appreciate your uh, uh, your time as we sit here live, by the way, in the, in the coach's office uh, in Wilcox at the Duncan McNeil Arena. Got some gear out, trying to trying to do things professionally around here as best I can. But, uh, you know, obviously, as you know, I'm, I'm a new dad, and, and, you know, you've been able to be a dad for uh, at least 11 years now, I guess. You said you were saying that your uh, oldest uh, is uh, 11. Uh, I guess... Uh, 
kind of again double barreled. They, get, they tell you in journalism school, don't ask double barreled questions, but I do it all the time, so whatever. <laughs> what it, how does it help you to be a dad by being a coach, and how does it help you to be a coach by being a dad? Well, this is your show, Jamie, right? So you can do pretty much what you want. Um, and just for the people that will be listening to this, uh, I've got uh, 26 guys waiting to get in this office to grab their equipment. <laughs> no pressure. Um, I think in order to be a good coach, you have to be a father. Um, and I looked at my career when I was a head coach uh, at Newman College, my third year in the business, uh, to last year to be a head coach um, and, and obviously uh, being an assistant in between. Um, you learn that with your kid, you might have a mindset of how to do things, but that doesn't go really well depending on what type of character uh, um, uh, son or daughter you have. So it gives you a perspective on, on um, how to explain things, how to what's the right process uh, to get to whatever the explanation is or, or whatever the end goal is, other as, as simple as going to bed or brushing your teeth or, uh, or changing your, your underwear or whatever that case is. Or even in your case, you're, you're in full-blown uh, 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 feedings and changing and, and burpings in the middle of the night, which is a lack of sleep. So there's a lot of uh, things you learn quickly on the go as a father, as a parent, um, that it, that's what's coaching it is all about and uh i'm definitely a different uh different coach i think i'm a lot more patient as a person um and then you just figure out different tactics to to communicate and and uh i think that's huge and in, in especially in today's world that you have to be a good communicator and and listen and ask the right questions to to get to that player to get to that uh, that person and, and really connect with them well for sure phil i appreciate uh, your insight i'll definitely uh, keep those things in mind i'm just trying to fill the intermission and now just kidding it was, a, it was a good conversation no but i appreciate your time phil and as always everything uh, you know i do you're a great help and uh, again i really appreciate it and look forward to continuing to work with you this year thanks jamie thanks for having me